0: the IMDb Journey podcast, where we break down every movie from the top 250 and give our thoughts, our reviews, and any general discussion along the way. My name is Daniel Henderson, and this podcast is going to eat lightning and crap thunder.
1: And I'm Dean Jeffrey, and do you know what, Hendo? I think we make a real sharp couple of coconuts ourselves.
0: Okay, and today we're breaking down the boxing classic, Rocky. Dean, happy birthday, mate. Oh, thank you, Hendo. I do appreciate that. How old are you now? 31.
1: 31, don't feel a day over 30 or something humorous to that effect. I don't know, like birthdays at this point, they really don't mean anything they to me. They don't at all. Like you sort of got to put on a bit of a show for the people around you who- Do you? Oh, well, I've got people at work saying happy birthday. I've got to give them the, ha, ah, thank you. And it's like, I don't care. You don't need to pretend like you care. We're all grown ups here. Let's Yeah, just move you on.
0: clearly know because it was on Facebook, all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. No, I agree with you. birthdays are this you gotta wait for your fiftieth now. I think that's the next milestone. Oh I mean, I think forty is something. Ah, uh, that's it's nothing. Oh, it's Nah. I have whatever. I mean I'll celebrate it, whatever. If someone wants to throw me a party, I'll always say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm look I was gonna say I'm looking forward to my 50th. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, what else have you been up to this week, fella?
1: Speaking of parties, I actually went to a sixtieth on the oh, weekend. Raging. I mean, it wasn't bad, there was a live band, there was lots of booze, great food,
0: it was good. I keep thinking 60 is like something from the 40s still, it's like, no, it's like closer to the, like the 70s now. Like 60s? 60's
1: not that old. No. Like, you're looking at all these people and it's like,
0: just give me me in not that long. No. Like, yeah. Really. In all fairness, you're closer to 60 than you were at zero. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. I am. <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you asked how my week was as well, mate.
1: Well, I don't care, but I guess you're (laughs) going to tell us anyway.
0: No, it was actually, I did nothing this week. (laughs) Wow. Oh, actually, no, I can't say that. If any of you have listened to the Countdown podcast, which you absolutely have to be doing if you're not, I have started up a little challenge with Paul over there where we are trying to find out who's going to watch the most movies this year.
1: Yes, I did I did see that, you sad, sad people that you Excuse are. Excuse
0: me, you, you're not too far behind in general, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, but I'm
1: not doing challenges for it, all right? I'm well, just quietly watching- My close to 300 movies. (laughs) Just respectful. You know, it's fine. No, No, you guys are wanting to watch, I think
0: it's, what is it, roughly a movie a day? I I said a challenge at a movie a day, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, More importantly, I just want to beat Paul now, so I don't care if it's a movie a day or not. (laughs) Currently, at the time of this recording, I'm sitting at 14 and he's sitting at 10, so he's already lost. So, uh, commiserations, (laughs) Paul. Uh, Yeah, you're not going to catch up. (laughs) Too easy. And we'll keep you updated on that as we go along throughout the year as well. Give me the update. All right, Hendo, what's happened on the IMDb Top 250 list? Well, we had a week break there recently, so we've got a little bit more of an update coming up here. We see that 7 has moved over City of God to the number 20 spot now. Hmm. So, num- I was going to say number 7. 7 is in the top 20 now, which Very is always good. good. We have an update here for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Last time we saw it, it debuted at number 43. It is now at 26. Gone up. Outrageous. That's ridiculous.
1: 26. Yeah. I mean, I love it as much as the next bloke. Apparently not. But, I mean, that is insanely high. Yep. It looks out of place. Looking at that list, it
0: it looks very out of place there. Well, it's still early time, so we'll see what happens over the next couple of months. It's only got like
1: 4,000 votes on it or whatever it is, so... It's got a long way to go. Long way to fall, no doubt.
0: Still looking at the top 50 here, we see that Back to the Future and Terminator 2 have swapped spots from 42 to 43. Yep. Infinity War dropped a couple of spots, 53 to 57. Yep. See that old boy moved over Dark Knight Rises and American Beauty to 66. We have a debut in the top 250 here. I hope I say it right. And Had Hun debuted at number 114, a movie from last year. At Hun Hun? Yeah, sounds about right. Bless you. What is it? (laughs) It's an Indian from or some shit. Oh, okay. Fair enough. There's a few of them there. Let's continue down here. We're looking at Bohemian Rhapsody, the latest Golden Globe winner.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's just talk about that for a sec. I know we haven't seen it, yeah. but come on. What is it doing? Is it really that good? Well, I, at it's this in point, the list. I feel bad I actually haven't seen it
0: yet. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't comment on it. <laughs> it's annoying. Anyway, this is at 131 last time we checked. It is now at 136. So just gradually stepping down every once in a while. Looking further down the list, way down the list, we have Drishium. is in the list at 241. Gangs of Wassipper is back in at 245 and right down at the bottom in the list now is Fanny and Alexander and Akira, and we've had a lot of new films come in, so out of the list here is Eight and a Half, Winter Sleep, Suarez, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, and La La Land is out of the list. What? Yeah. I, I didn't think it would take 28-ish films for us to have a movie drop out of this list. That's
1: crazy. Yeah,
0: I'm a bit devastated about that.
1: I mean, at least we did it. And now that we're picking the films ourselves, I think maybe a bit of strategy here would be to nab up any low-hanging fruit there that's likely to fall out.
0: Well, we'll find out if you take that to heart. You are you are picking the movie this time. If I you am- pick like number 250, 250- <laughs> I'll do it every every time it's my turn. Whatever's 250. <laughs>
1: Just quickly, as always, we will be spoiling Rocky from the get-go, so if you haven't had the pleasure (coughs) of seeing it yet,
0: you've been warned. What was with that cough? (laughs) You know what was with that cough. (laughs) Okay, so we'll take a short break here, give you a promo from some awesome podcasts out there, and we'll be back on the other side with Rocky.
1: Hong Kong Confidential, a podcast with Jules Hannaford, is designed to educate and entertain my audience. It's an interview-style show where many topical social issues are discussed and personal stories are shared. The podcast can be inspiring, confronting, harrowing, and at times hilarious. All of the stories have uplifting messages. We all need to be heard to heal, and listening to the experiences of others can often help the rest of us deal with whatever life has to throw at us. Find Hong Kong Confidential on Network at www.oscastnetwork.com Hong Kong Confidential is also available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher and YouTube and anywhere that you can find your podcasts.
2: Check out Hong Kong Confidential today. Oh, he- hello, we're from Netflix and Swill Podcast. Let me review Netflix shows for you, please. It would mean so much to me if you let me review Netflix for you. Somebody's gotta review them. Why can't it be me? Come on, let the boy review Netflix shows for you. Hi, hello. Are you good? Uh, good. Let me drink crappy alcohol and make jokes for you. I'm already gonna be reviewing Netflix for you, just say yes to me drinking crappy alcohol. Honestly and sincerely, I'd like to make jokes for you to laugh at. He's a good, hard-working boy. Let him drink some beer and make jokes. Please don't make me watch the one-star movies. He's a nice boy! Watch your own damn shitty movies! For God's sake! Download Netflix and Swill, please. I'll all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Please download our episodes. I already started watching the one-star movies. If you didn't want to listen to our show, why'd you let me watch the one-star movies? Can we stop this cruel game and allow the boy to keep one shred of dignity? For God's sake, I can't stand to see him in all this pain. So just listen to Netflix and Swill. For the love of God, let the boy review Netflix for you.
0: So, Rocky, released in 1976, starring Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, and Burgess Meredith, Directed by John G. Avildsen. Do you know what else he did? No. Karate Kid. Really? Yeah. Are you a Karate Kid fan? I very much enjoy Karate Kid. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I watched that a lot as a kid. So this film was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. What a joke. No. Yeah, what a joke that only won three, actually. Are
1: you serious? You agree with these nominations? Go for
0: Best Supporting Actress, Talia Shire? Absolutely. You are kidding. What, she can't get nominated for Best Supporting Actress? She's great in this film. She's horrendous. How is she horrendous in this film? Not
1: as horrendous as... Best Supporting Actor.
0: Burt Young and Burgess Meredith? Burt Young and Burgess Meredith. I can see you don't like this they film. They are just
1: giving these things away. What
0: are you talking about? They are great. Listen, Talia Shire is so good as in this in this movie as Adrian, from her shy timidness gradually gaining her confidence to the woman she becomes at the end. She puts in a great performance here. No. She Some of know. those speeches and those arguments she does in this film are fantastic. No. Let's bury the lead here. Dean, you barely pass this as a film. I think this is outstanding. I've, I've, I've changed my mind. Oh, here we go. Are you just going to do this for the podcast sake? Do you not like this film?
1: So, here's- I'll, I'll tell you why. So, when I watched it, I went to rate it on Letterboxd, and I'd already rated it at three and a half. And I thought, mm, yeah. That's ridiculous. And then I, I sided with you. That is ridiculous. So, I put it <laughs> I put it in at three. I was like, That's, okay. That is- Three stars. Yeah, fair enough. And then I was talking to a, a guy at work about it today, <laughs> and he said to me, all right, what do you like about it? And I, for the life of me- I was stumped. I can't, I like, like, I can't believe you do can't I find like things what you movie. like about
0: this film. I'm dropping it. This is a solid two and a half. This is for ridiculous. Me. This is the worst opinion you've ever given on the show ever. Oh, that's a big call from you. No, no. It's, I'm telling you right now. This is probably the biggest, like, the biggest disparity of ratings we've given in a film, especially in a film we've broken down. I, I mean, I agree. Because I rate this really, really high in my all time favorites. You do. And
1: I don't see why. I genuinely believe that. You are influenced
0: by uh, don't give me this the greater I, good. Don't give me this influence shit. <laughs> I have an opinion. Good. I have my own opinion. I, w- I, don't I, I, don't know, like, I watched know. This was the highest grossing film of the year it came yeah, out. Yeah, I found that out I found that out Doing the trivia.
1: i tell you, if this film was released now, this would get there's no way it would get close. To highest grossing, probably not, but in this terms of the is, message,
0: the inspirational message that oh, it gives. And it's so like everyone craps on about here. Inspirational it is How is it not?
1: I don't see it at all. Yes I cannot get behind. You're such a rocking.
0: shelled old man now that you've turned thirty one. <laughs> <laughs> Just can be shelled. Yeah, you're What s- is shelled? Dishevelled, I guess is the word. Such <laughs> a grumpy old man, dude. Go and yell at a cloud, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you come up with this shit? I'm a shelled old man. So anyway, 10 Academy Award nominations won Best Editing, Best Director, and Best Picture, the fifth Best Picture we've broken down so far. Well, 5.1, because we had La La Land for a second there.
1: Yeah, it's it also holds a record for most sequels ever from a Best Picture winner with six. Yes, of course. And it also one of only three times that a movie has been nominated for Best Picture and Best Writer and Best Actor for the same person. Yep. Along
0: with uh, Charles Chaplin and- Orson Welles. Orson Welles. That's right. A bit weird having those three names in the same- Stallone, Chaplin, and Orson Welles. I mean, because you think of Stallone now, of what he's done over the last couple of decades, all these weird action films that he did in the late 80s, early 90s. 76, yeah. Did you just say Rocky is a weird action
1: film? Sorry. Actually, I think I did. I was implying that. I take it back. (laughs) Are you just trying to throw random insults at this movie? I take it back, because that would imply that there's actually action in this uh, film.
0: Well it's, it's I, I think this is I think this is your I think this is your your negative opinion of it. Is it you look at do you look at this solely as a boxing movie and not as a character piece? No not at all. What do you look at it look I oh, know I'm gonna walk into this. What do you look at this movie as?
1: I mean it is. I cannot understand. They're not how, even through the trivia. I <laughs> cannot understand how someone can watch this and not think that it's boring.
0: It's not boring. The
1: you know the worst thing about this movie. The characters.
0: What? They're <laughs> terrible. This this is who they are. They live in the slums of Philadelphia. It doesn't make it okay. Why are they terrible?
1: They are ha, uninspiring people. Yeah, right. they are
0: terrible people. Some of these ones, Paulie. Yeah, Paulie is not a nice person. He is beyond not a nice person. Look at the, look nice at the environment he's lived in.
1: Adrian, I mean, did they run out of personalities when she was born? Are you she joking? Is, she is a shell. You want to talk about me being a shell? She is a shell. There is nothing inside her for the majority of this film.
0: She comes out of her shell when she gets together with Rocky. She stands up to Paulie when, he's, when he yells at her for- We'll get, we'll talk about that scene when we get to it. Let's, let's, okay. We're getting
1: off the rails a little. We're not
0: getting off the rails. Let's still talk about the movie, but we're not doing it in our breakdown fashion. So what's just as interesting- as this movie, is the actual story behind this film.
1: Yeah, and I've seen a lot of people who have done reviews for us because we're doing this film, obviously, and I've seen a few saying that, you know, the story behind it makes this movie better, all this jazz. Uh, I mean, the story is interesting that this movie even got made is,
0: you know, of Are you of trying impressive. to make us lose listeners here? <laughs> is that what you want? <laughs> Tell us what you really feel, Dean.
1: I mean, I'm sorry. I am not no, uh, alone here. I cannot fine. be alone. This is here. what I love. Like, I'm sure there are people listening. A majority will be thinking, Dean, you're an idiot. What else is new? But <laughs> there will be people going, oh, finally someone is saying what I've been thinking. And I'm sure this you're looking forward to that one comment. So
0: incredibly overrated. It's not funny. This is why I love you sometimes, mate. <laughs> We don't always agree on everything. There are those one or two movies where we have different opinions on. But the story of this film getting made is Sylvester Stallone. And nobody writes this script, gets offered... $350,000 for the script, turns it down. Turns it down. He had $106 in his bank account, apparently, and was trying to sell
1: his dog because he literally could not afford to feed it. He actually did sell his dog for $50. Which is the dog in the movie. Yeah, he buys it it back. Once once he got uh, that sweet, sweet money for the script, he bought it back, but- Like, he had nothing and he stood so firm when they said, we'll buy it and that'll be it for you.
0: Yep. And he said, no, I want to be in the movie. I want to, I want to take the lead role. And they said, absolutely not. But he got these producers, Winkler and Chardoff, so on board with him though, that when they
1: finally agreed to it, went to United Artists Studio and said, all right, we want to do this. They said, that's fine. You can do it for $2 million and we'll get someone like a Robert Redford or a James Kahn. Kahn." Burt in- Reynolds, yeah, Pert Reynolds in the lead role, and they said, "Well, actually, we've agreed that this unknown Sylvester Stallone, who actually <laughs> wrote it, he's going to star in it too." And they're like, "Well, no, or you can do it for a million dollars, but if you go anything over, you're responsible for for fronting that." And what they- it cost? Yeah, they ended- it ended up costing one point one million. And the two guys actually had to
0: mortgage their houses to pay that extra 100 grand to get this movie made. And boy, did it pay off because it made $225 million worldwide. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, I mean, massive. What a true underdog inspirational story about a true underdog in an inspirational movie. Just life imitating art, if I do say so myself.
1: And you do. Please, (laughs) please, for this review, keep your hands above the table.
0: (laughs) Well, I did accidentally brush your knee before. I'm a little concerned. (laughs) This film was shot in 28 days. It's pretty quick. It is. Mostly because of the budget, they had to do a lot of uh, guerrilla-style shooting, like just get in and get the shots done. A
1: lot of it was just, yeah, no permits. You know the extras weren't, you know, paid extras. They're people on the streets. In particular, I read that the scene where he's, um, he's doing his running through the the fruit stalls yep. in the market. They're all just people. They're all just people, and they're looking at him because some random guy is running
0: down while people are filming him from a van. The guy who throws the fruit at him was legit, and like, yes. yeah, thanks. <laughs> Even in certain scenes when he's talking to Marie, the, the kid, as he's walking down the street, you see uh, trucks in the background, which are actually just the like trailer trucks for the production. Yeah. yeah. They just didn't have time to move it and they have to film.
1: As impressive as the 28-day shoot of this was, even more impressive, uh, Sylvester Stallone actually wrote the script or the
0: original script in a flat three days. That's pretty impressive. The- apparently, the original script was a lot darker. They actually had Mickey as a bitter old racist- and the film actually ended with Rocky throwing the fight after realising he didn't want to be part of the professional boxing world. I'm glad they changed it, I'm, I'm going to admit.
1: Yeah, me too. It, 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 that doesn't fit. So, it is it is good.
0: What about Sylvester Stallone's original choice for Paulie as Harvey Keitel? Nothing wrong with that. Would it have made it better? Oh, why am I saying that? Of course you're going to say that.
1: Couldn't have been any worse. <laughs> Why would
0: I say that? Put my <laughs> fucking foot in the mouth. I believe he mentioned that it's a wonderful life was the number one most inspiring movie of all time according to AFI. Well, Rocky is number four. Oh, really? Yes. I thought you were going to say it was number two. No, it wasn't. It was number four. And with an average of 8.1 over 460,000 ratings, it is currently sitting at number 219 on the top 250 list. Maybe if you're lucky, Dean, it'll bow out of the list like La La Land. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Hendo, you got a plot summary for us this week? Yes, a small-time boxer gets a supremely rare chance to fight a heavyweight champion in a bout in which he strives to go the distance for his self-respect. And that brings us into the movie, Dean. Rocky, across the screen, scrolling across with that music. Oh, pumps you up from the get-go. I was Pumped so it into already. Yes, it already. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. does Shut it also, your mouth. Does, Here we go. Does this also have the it. American flag plastered over it? No, it doesn't. That's the Rocky Four when he fights Russia. Mm. When Rocky fights the entire Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, What'd you think of this first boxing match we had here? I say first, really, I mean half of the boxing in this movie.
0: What'd you think of it? I think it sets it up in terms of a grainy, dingy, dirty life for Rocky. This is, this is him. This is his character, where he's at in his life right now. Basically, just going fight by fight, getting very little money for ultimately a lot of work, a lot of pain. And I love the fact that he wins the fight, he gets paid, he's, his next response, wins the next one. It's like basically wins the next paycheck. Yeah. This is his life. This is what he strives to do. Is he doing it because he loves it? He's doing it because it's the best thing he can do. But he doesn't ever complain about being a boxer. He's more so, I don't have the brain, so I've, I've got the brawn. I'm a boxer. I want to fight.
1: Yeah, I guess. So, he's not doing it for the love of the sport. He's just doing it because he doesn't know anything else.
0: I don't think that's the case. I think he does love to box. I
1: I mean, no surprises, and I know you just jumped down my throat all day, whatever. But I'm wrong. <laughs> I didn't like this opening at all. Okay, um, why? It's just you say it's grainy and dull and all that. Like it, like it's a positive. I'm saying it like it's a negative. Is it's it supposed ugly. to be a it's nice, clean cut, to look at? Fancy I boxing round. So because it's about some bum on the streets of Philadelphia in 1975, that it gets a pass for looking cheap. Like at the end of the day, yes, it does poorly, on, a, on a shoestring a budget. Very, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. But there are movies being made that are on a shoestring budget that still look good. This movie looks shit.
0: It's supposed to look like that. Do you think that they're going to have this grimy boxing match looking pristine and, you know, nice clean buckets and everyone's looking their best and fancy? I'm not saying
1: clean. I just mean it's every shot is so dark.
0: It's supposed to be a dark place. How can you not accept this? Why does everything have to look? Perfect to you I'm sorry I
1: like to have A pleasant thing To look at When I'm watching a movie I want nice colours Stop looking I in want, the mirror then I want clean images And even this The actual fight Like The crowd's booing him He's getting his ass kicked And Yeah there's all this Like the cuddling And the boxing The cuddling the, the word cuddling. You
0: went, you knew what you were talking about And the word you went for Was cuddling Way yeah. to drop this down This movie further <laughs> Way to demean this movie Even further By saying Yeah they were cuddling <laughs> Well, I don't know, they weren't boxing. He was stopping the punches. <laughs> yeah, stopping deflecting. the punches. Deflecting. And then he comes back and wins it. And it's like, he gets oh, okay. headbutt and he gets angry and gets aggressive.
1: Yeah, I mean that in itself, like like oh, he's gotta get angry. Was he not trying the whole time? Like I don't get this. It's like he wasn't trying and then Oh, I didn't oh, he realize got, you're he got a professional hit. boxer. He got hit and now he's gonna
0: really try. Didn't realise you you tapped into the emotionality of a man who is is down on his luck.
1: I mean, don't you think there's an issue if a boxer needs to get hurt before they can actually, you know, get angry? Like, shouldn't they have that gear they can
0: go to already? You don't know what this box is like, but some boxers probably come in and they have a strategy to take it easy and get aggressive later on in the in the rounds.
1: But he wasn't controlling it. He lost
0: his temper in there. Yeah, and that shows the character. He loses his temper sometimes. Terrible. All right, what did you think of the opening credits here? Oh, I've been walking down the street? Yeah. Okay, wait, let me just deflect it back to you because I know the word you're going to say. What? It was boring. It was too long. Nothing happened.
1: No, no, I didn't mind this, actually. I thought that this showed some good... Sort of subtle character development Like all it's doing is it's having him walk down the street And he sees this puppy and at this point Just to set this up I don't really remember anything from this film Again so I went in Fairly blind. Yeah, I'd forgotten that Adrian worked there, so I was just like, okay, so he's there, he's playing with the dog, shows a much softer side to him, which honestly I did appreciate. Well,
0: look at that. We agree on something in this movie.
1: And even walking down the street, he sees the sort of gang of hoodlums, one of which apparently is played by his brother, I think I read. Frank Stallone, yep. Frank Stallone, really? Is he an actor? No, he's a singer. Oh, okay. Anyway, he does share a laugh. He shares a drink with some guy, showing he's, you know, a bit of an everyman, a bit. Yeah, he connects with the common
0: people. Yeah, it's good.
1: So he ends up going into his shitty, dirty apartment. I get that he's poor. Does it cost money to clean up? Does he look like the kind of person who Who is. Who has self respect, a bit of dignity? Like, he pulls Adrian into this room, and it's just like he should be ashamed. He's like, oh, you, you don't like my bomber? It's like, no. Pick up your fucking undies off the floor. <laughs> what is wrong with you?
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I didn't even see the undies. <laughs> okay, bring it back.
1: All right. Yeah, all right. He
0: starts talking to his fish uh, named Cuff and Link. Turtles. Was it? Yes, he's turtles, cuff and link, and he has another fish. I forgot what that fish was called. Anyway, you get a little bit of knowing Rocky here. Like he's he's a he looks like he's a bit. He's obviously down on his life. Like you see him stare, like in the mirror, he's looking at a picture of himself when he was a kid, and then he him staring himself in the mirror like, "What have I become? Like, what? Wh- who? Who could I have? Who, who could I have been? I? Who am I exactly?" But what I didn't realize is that he's when he's talking to himself here, he's saying saying these random words. I'm like, what are you saying to yourself? He's actually preparing the joke. He's going to tell Adrian in the next scene the next day. So, you see that he's already got this infatuation with Adrian. So, that that joke was practiced and that's how it came out? Yeah, exactly. And that just shows, like, Rocky's- Inability to speak English properly? Are you knocking him for his- you know, Italian nationality. (laughs) If that's how you want to phrase it. Well, that's how it sounded. This guy can't speak English properly. Fair go to him. He's probably got knocked in the head a lot.
1: That would explain a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, it probably does. He's been a boxer, a bruiser his whole life. That's probably why he doesn't really talk that well. This is how-
1: Hold on. Are you talking about Rocky or Sylvester Stallone? Because Stallone talks like this. Now, I don't think he talked this bad back then. (laughs) Uh, I think he did. I don't think it was that bad. Have <laughs> you seen First Blood? It's bad.
0: Not for a long time, actually. There's a reason he barely speaks in that film. <laughs> but you see in this pet store, their first scene together. Oh, it's rough. No, it's not. It's hard to watch. It's not hard to watch.
1: He, as you say, he's rehearsed his joke, he goes in there, he gets all his muster, delivers it. She doesn't even react. Like she's not even like uh, get away from me. And yeah. how does she react? It's just to- Nothing.
0: How does she react at the end like, of the film? Blank stare. Because like, that's does she who she know is. The cameras are on at this point. This is who she is as a character, living with Paulie, who has basically grounded her down to this shy, doesn't want to interact with anyone kind of person. That's how she interacts with people. She doesn't. She works in a pet store. She's living with. She What's works. Wrong with, with working in a pet store. She she interacts with pets, not people. She's not a people person. She's a pet person. But you see when she gets into a relationship, Rocky, she starts to open up and she starts to- When she to exp- gets
1: into a relationship. When she when expresses she's her- she's forced feel- to be in a relationship.
0: Oh, we're going to get there.
1: Oh, we're getting there.
0: Oh, okay. I would love to hear your this oh, conversation. We'll, we'll get to that. yeah. We'll yeah. Get to that. Anyway, this is where we find out that Rocky is also co- some kind of shady debt collector as well.
1: Hold on, before that, back to the pet store. Okay. I think the biggest feeling I had here when you're seeing the complete lack of chemistry oh, between Jesus Adrian and Rocky- Christ. I was more concerned, to be honest, with this giant dog in this tiny cage. Hey, butkus! I seriously, that's not right. Let the dog out.
0: They do. They must have listened to you. They did. So now we get Rocky as a gangster. Well, he doesn't know what else to do with his life. He's not going to be a grocery bagger or anything like that. He's a. He uses his fists for a living. This is the job he need. This is the job for him. He's terrible. Of course he is, because he's got a heart of gold. He's a good guy got a heart of gold. He does. He's threatening to break people's thumbs. He doesn't. His job <laughs> is to- No, I'm being serious what here. What a he- stand-up guy. His job is to do this, but he can't do it. He can't bring himself to do
1: it. He is as he lets good this guy a stand-over man as he is a boxer.
0: He lets this guy off the hook. He's like, he says I'm- going. He He's says 70
1: should- light and he's like, yeah, that's right, pay next week. Yeah. Terrible. Do your job.
0: Oh, so you want him to break the thumb? Yes. That's not him. That's not the character. He breaks the thumbs. You can't relate to him. You can't like him anymore. I would like him more if oh. he broke thumbs. You see, listeners, I gotta put on with this shit. <laughs> you know who I do like? The driver. Gosh,
1: oh. this guy—he's on I'm point. Get, I'm getting—he knows what's going I'm on. I'm getting a headache.
0: <laughs> You're turning me into dishevelled man.
1: What is he? What does he say to was Like, did you get a license plate? Oh, oh what? Of oh. oh, the truck that ran over your face. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this guy's awesome.
0: <laughs> Call it like it is. Love it. I don't even know how to respond to you anymore. I think I've used up all my energy.
1: Sick burn, driver. Sick burn. Let's get to Mickey's gym, all right? Yes. And the epic tale of the lost locker.
0: I love how they do this. You don't need any words. He realizes his lock's not working. I love how he's got the number in his hat. He carries his lock. He carries his he number. He can't out.
1: remember the number. It's like this movie I saw
0: oh, where this Why guy, am I bothering this, talking? This guy
1: went to the ATM to withdraw some money, and he couldn't remember his pin. And it's just like, one- <laughs> Pause. One. <laughs> One. And then he stops and he's like staring at the ceiling. He's like, ah, what was that? Ah, yes, of course. One. It's so funny. Guess no, you, no, no, no. I, I guess you had to be there. Keep talking about our uh, hero who can't remember his combination lock at the gym that he has been going oh, was to that? for, was it
0: six years? He puts it in twice before he looks. So, he knows it, but he double checks. And I love how he's got it in there just in case. Ah, just in case he forgets. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. And this is the definition of Rocky. He's he uses his brawn out of anything. It, rather than go and talk to someone about, hey, my lock is broken, he just gets the fire extinguisher and smashes it open. Yeah. That's him. Use his fist. He's a bruiser. Mm. No, no retaliation. No quippy joke to go. Well, you're not wrong. I'm you, not wrong about anything. He in doesn't this film. use his
1: brain, so he's using his brute strength. And a fire extinguisher to open the locker. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no need for a retaliation to that. You see, the problem with you is you think I'm just going to say things about this movie that aren't true for the sake of shitting all over it. That's
0: not true at all. Well, I'm so glad you stayed off the he's a bruiser, he used a fire extinguisher. Instead of talking about Adrian and her terrible character that you somehow think that she there's is. There's plenty of time for that. No- <laughs> I think you've said enough. Let's talk about Mickey. What do you think of Mickey? Oh, another
1: terrible character. This guy,
0: like, he just-
1: I'm sorry you have to hear all this. He just listeners. yells. Like, that's his, that's his story. Like, let's just yell.
0: He's a grumpy old man who's who had hopes. Oh, so that's who, okay. Shut up, I'm
1: talking. You were just having a go at me for being a grumpy old man. And now it's like, oh, no, nah, this guy, he's a grumpy old man. It's fantastic. His Explain relationship, yourself. His
0: relationship with Rocky, he had potential. He had heart to go places. Could have he, been somebody. Yes, he could, could have, have been a contender. contender.
1: <laughs> but he didn't. And I thought he was going to say it at one point. I was like, oh, no, they're not, uh. a <laughs>
0: He squandered his opportunity, his chance, his life away to go do all this other shit. And that's why he's having a go at him. That's why he can't stand him anymore. He's like, "You just ruined your life. You just you had all this opportunity and you pissed it away. I don't need to deal with you anymore. I've got better things to go on with. So get out of my face." Yeah. Back at the pet store here.
1: Yes, we do need more pet stores. Of course scenes we do because here. this movie What pet store is <laughs> open this late? This It looks like it's bloody 11 o'clock at night, but
0: no. This is your your, your negative? This is your nitpickiness? Looking to buy a new pet. This is what you're nitpicking. Why is this open so late? This movie is a love story masked in a boxing movie.
1: There's a like a romance for you?
0: Yes, there is. There is a great character relationship development here between Rocky and Adrian that lasts five movies here.
1: Well, it's not like she'd have a choice if she didn't want it to last. I disagree. We'll get to it. No, I did like Rocky really trying to invite Adrian out here. And again, she does her usual... I feel like there's
0: a joke coming at
1: every point when you it's say not, something it's now. It's not a joke. She just does not acknowledge him. Like I Because get th-
0: that's who she is right oh, now. that's
1: okay then. I get that she yes, doesn't... Yes, it is okay. I guess she doesn't want to be with him. Like, obviously, I get that. Look at him.
0: Oh, I'm but... sorry. Hang on. But did you want the relationship to be like, hey, you want to go on a date? Yeah, sure. And it's just, just this, lovely, this lovely regular
1: person... She at least talk and be like, mm, no, I'm, she does I'm start
0: to talk. She opens up. Do you want her to just be this normal person who just has this casual conversation? They get in a relationship five minutes into the movie. Oh, great movie that is. We don't get any character build, any character development of these people. We don't get to see how they are at the start, how they interact with each other, how they grow their character, and where they end up at the end. No, you don't get any of that. You look at it as like, oh, what a boring character. I can't see anything that's going to happen
1: moving forward in this movie. How ironic is it that it's Rocky who warns Adrian about creeps out? Out there tonight. I was like, there's only one creep here, mate, and it's you. Get out of the pet store at 11 o'clock.
0: Again, I completely disagree. He's there for her. He likes her. He's trying to engage with her. He's not being a creep. He's just talking to Take her. Take the hint, Rocky. She does not want to talk to you. She doesn't okay. want to talk to anyone right now. Okay, you tell me. Does
1: Adrian want to talk to Rocky here? There, she she gives- no, no, no. This isn't an explanation. Does she want to talk to him? She
0: doesn't want to talk to anyone.
1: Okay, she doesn't want to talk to him. But He's she's tried not- multiple times. He's just He's stalking he- this poor woman while she's stalking. trying to work. Is he being aggressive with her? Oh, so it's okay if... He's
0: uh- just giving casual conversation. It's not casual if she doesn't want it. She didn't say I don't want it. She's just there. She
1: did say it by not saying anything. No, that's not what it is. Her silence speaks more no. than any words you're, you're ever could. You're full of could. shit. You're full of shit. Just trying to protect the rights of women everywhere, oh, Endo. God's sake and. It sounds like if, you, you're gonna argue, you if, if you're going to argue, if you're going to argue with happen? me on this, I cannot wait for you to defend the actions of these people later on.
0: I love how you're going to talk about that. Yet you, you can completely defend Once Upon a Time in America. That film is a masterpiece. Oh boy, if you're going to go and shit on that scene coming up, yet completely say that Once Upon a Time is a masterpiece with that terrible rape scene in it, you you've got a bit of hypocrisy flowing through your veins.
1: So now we're going to get our introduction to Adrian's brother Paulie, but before we do.
0: He has to walk through a bar. Did you notice what he did on his way through? He helped a nice, friendly, passed-out bum on the street and put him down in the chair. The good, kind-hearted person he is helped him out.
1: He also picked up random beer off the bench and drank out of it. Sure,
0: is that not disgusting? Who cares? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say Rocky. You lose points for me because you drank a random beer. What a terrible character. Is that really, really, another nitpick? Is that really what you're going for? This just shows his character. He's laid back. Yeah, I'll go. I'll bomb a smoke off someone. I'll go grab a drink. He, he drinks someone else's drink as well, walking down the street.
1: That person was probably in the bathroom, right? Popped out. It's probably Paulie's. Mid, mid-beer. <laughs> come <laughs> back. I don't know. drank my drink. <laughs> this is your good, kind-hearted protagonist here? They're, everyone knows everyone in, these,
0: in, these, in this it's fucking got town. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he walks into the bar, Rocky!
1: <laughs> so we get Rocky opening up to uh, Adrian's brother, Paulie, here, just complaining that his sister just ignores him.
0: He treats his sister like she'd tell, him- tell him Rocky she's a loser, stay away from her. She's going to die alone. When he's the same. She's pushing 30. What's he pushing? She's pushing 30. Yeah, he looks like he's pushing 55. He's and How old. dare you pushing 30, sir? we got someone who just turned 31. <laughs> Nothing wrong with 30. Thank you. <laughs> Well, to be fair, it says her body we, to, is going to dry up. To be fair, we are married with kids, so yeah. we're not on the same boat here. This is true. This is the first mention of Paulie asking Rocky to, to put in a word for for Gazzo, the the guy he works for. Is he is he a mobster or is he, is he just a debt person? Uh, what's the difference? Good point. And that actually comes up a, a couple of times, and that's ultimately what leads to Paulie's massive frustration with him later. How he just doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that he's trying to he's trying to ask for help from Rocky. To get him out of this meat business, he's sick of it. He can't. He can't work in. Can't work in the meat place. The whole for the rest of his life. Everyone in this film is trying to get out of their rut. This is like the underdog story. Paulie trying to get out of the meat market. Mickey getting his one chance to, you know, be, you know, get get out of his little Mickey's gym and become someone. Rocky obviously with his one in a million chance of becoming world champion. Adrian becoming somebody. This, is, this, this isn't just a Rocky story. This is a, a general story about rising up in the ranks and becoming someone.
1: I mean, I don't disagree with you. There are four people here who have pretty terrible lives. Maybe not Mickey. <laughs> Mickey's- do- I thought you were going to say they have pretty terrible stories. No, no, no. I mean, that goes without <laughs> no, it saying. No, But- Mickey, Mickey's doing okay. He's running the gym. Does he own the gym? Yes, is it Mickey, his gym? Mickey's gym. Yeah. Hey. So he's, he owns the gym. He runs the gym. That's that's he's doing well there. Adrian, I mean, there's nothing wrong with working at a pet shop. She just has no personality. You can't fix that. Paulie, he's a piece of shit, and I'm okay with him not getting out of his rut because any bad juju that comes his way is well and truly earned. And Rocky, uh, I don't know. I don't know about Rocky. But moving on from that, this is where we get uh, first mention of Apollo Creed, Yeah, I see him on
0: the TV. Yep. He's uh, a nice little, you know, just a little plant, plant the seed a bit. Yeah, and you get Rocky, he, he does mention, like, this guy's the champ. Like, he's the best. He admires him. He, yeah. you know, inspires to be like him. Yep. This walk home with Marie.
1: Yeah, no, this is good. I think this really shows how... We have our friendly, what did you call him before? Kind,
0: caring, antagonist, protagonist, whatever it was. I don't know what, I don't know how to take you seriously now. You're talking and I know you're just going to come at this with boxing term, this one, two, ooh, big comedy combo (laughs) negative jab. Like, Are you being serious? He calls this kid a whore. He says if you keep going the way you're going, people are going to call you a whore.
1: What sort of a life lesson is this? You don't need to be one. You just act like
0: one. Like, she is rocky. Is it, this, maybe this is what, it, maybe this is what it was like in this night, the streets of Philadelphia in the late 70s. He's
1: talking about how, uh, when she grows
0: up, people are going to talk about her.
1: Uh, you remember Marie? She's a whore. <laughs> It's like, okay, Rocky, you said it, we get it. Yeah,
0: exactly, but that is Rocky. He talks too much. He talks and talks and talks. He likes to keep the conversation going, but that's the thing. He does do a bit more – he's a bit more overbearing in this point. He does – he means well in what he's saying. He's trying to get her off the street. He's trying to tell her, don't go down the path you're going. It's going to lead to this. But obviously, he takes it a bit too far in his conversation. And even, like, at the end when she's like, you know, screw you, creepo. I mean, he's – like I said, he's got a great heart, but even – no one's going to take him seriously. And even him he, he's telling himself when he's walking off.
1: Yeah, who are you to give it advice, Quipo? Huh? Who are you?
0: He's down on himself. He, no, he's... Yeah. he's
1: one, one positive thing I did get out of this, though, was that he does talk a lot about- He says, basically, it's all about the rep. It's all about the reputation. And you can tell that that means a lot to Rocky as a character and does fuel a lot of his motivations going forward. You oh, thought I was going to say it's then, didn't you? A positive. <laughs> Holy
0: shit. <laughs> this is where we get our first actual scene with Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed's great. Of course he is. He's far and away the best character in this film. Hmm. <sighs> Honestly, I would say he, uh, probably not Paulie, I'd probably say he's the- th- What, Paulie? No, 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 listen, to, listen, listen to, to what I'm saying. He's the greatest characters in this film. <laughs> listen to what I'm saying. He's probably What the is th- it you like about this film? He's the third person in line with the most character development. I think he's behind Adrian and Rocky in this in terms of getting- uh, some sort of character structure. I don't think there's much with Paulie. He gets a little bit, but not, not that much. Mickey is about the same. Tertiary. I think that he he gets some... He's he's good. He, he definitely reminds me in this day and age of like a Floyd, Maywe- uh, Floyd Mayweather in terms of that. He's he's there for the publicity. He's there to make the big bucks. He wants to put on a spectacle. He wants to put on a show. It was actually mirrored after Muhammad Ali. Uh, Apollo Creed is? Yes.
1: Yeah, well, I actually read that uh, Stallone got the inspiration for this after seeing an Ali versus Wepner fight, and Wepner is this moderate fighter, 36-year-old, not really given a chance to get past the third round, and basically, like in this film, he goes- he, well, I mean, he does get a TKO, apparently, in the last round, but he almost goes a distance with him, and he does earn a lot of respect from it.
0: Actually, that story was made into a movie uh, a couple of years ago. I think it's called The Bruiser, starred Leave Schreber. Yep. Yep. I didn't see that. Never heard of it. You haven't you haven't, here, haven't you? Maybe I might get you to watch that next time. <laughs> And this is where they come up with the idea of fighting the unknown person. You can obviously see where this is going.
1: Yeah, obviously. I mean, you know from the jump that it's going to end up with Rocky in a big fight. Yeah, and that's course. that's okay. Like, this is a, a sports movie. Stuff like this happens. I mean, a lot of sports movies are predictable and corny. In fairness to this film, I don't think the ending is either of them. Good. But I think it's important here that it, it establishes a timeline here that the rest of the film will take place across five weeks only. Yeah. Which surprised me. Why? Because I think the relationship between Adrian and Rocky feels like a lot longer than five weeks has passed.
0: And I guess that just shows you the quality of the chemistry they have between each other, that they could get to that point after five weeks. Maybe that's actually just the personalities themselves. The personality. sees. Just give it a rest. <laughs> just- no, you're <laughs> so wrong. Like, oh, I'm going to move on from this. Oh, here's one of those classic lines from one of your favourite uh, characters in the movie, the driver. Take it to the zoo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so- What he says here- It's messed up. So mean. Yeah. What does he say, like, retarded people, like, going to the zoo or something? And he says it about three times to Rocky. I cannot believe that Rocky didn't snap the first time. It's like he snaps the last time as he's driving. I was, oh, come back, I'll get you. Oh, good job. But uh, I think that that is so insanely cruel it's not funny. But it was funny. Because <laughs> this driver's
0: awesome. <laughs> so Apollo's going through what is that? The big book of boxes or something? Finds the Italian stallion. I love how he says that. How does he say it? The Italian yeah. stallion. Yeah, it's Italian. Yeah. It's
1: oh, it's weird. I used to have a boss about 10, 11 years ago. We used to have a uh, for the security company. We would have a voice activated code that we had to say whenever they called. And no joke, this guy said it as the Italian stallion. So every time you'd speak to him, it's like, all right, what's the what's the voice code? The Italian stallion. <laughs> okay. And he is like full Italian. This guy. It was it was it was ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I do love the. The, the setup of what he believes this, this boxing match would be
2: Apollo Creed meets the Italian Stallion <laughs> sounds like a damn monster movie
1: yeah and it's clear here that Creed's only picking Rocky because of his nickname and heritage
0: well he knows he's probably just gonna win he's, he's a champion he's fighting unknown bums basically he cares who the fighter is he just he wants this is what I'm saying the publicity he wants the event so let's get to the date well, the lead up to the date. Paulie taking Rocky to his house. And you know, you know, with the <laughs> fact that
1: Rocky has said to Paulie, you know, there's nothing coming, that." Huh? What? Like, you know, you know that she does not know. Yeah. But yeah and look, that's classic, classic Paulie. Like, you know that a woman's
0: not going to want a man to come over and her not be ready. Especially Adrian at this point, who is, you know, Quite shy and timid, but think about in a, in, a, in a way. Think about Paulie. He he means well. He he wants her to get out of the house and live her life. He says it. Go out and do something. Don't be. Don't sit inside the house all day, not interacting with anyone. Go out and do something. But he just does it in the worst fucking possible way.
1: He is, when he threw the turkey outside-
0: and Which apparently, because him- of the low budget, they only had one turkey. So, they had someone outside catching the turkey as he threw it out in case they needed to do extra takes. That was the same turkey they used over and over and over.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right.
0: Fair enough. But yeah, dick move. Yes, but like I said, he means well, but he's just doing it in that asshole way, and maybe that's the only way he knows how. She does not want to go out with him. She does not. She doesn't want to go out at all. Right? She doesn't want to go. Out, it's she not doesn't the. Doesn't want to so go out with him. She just. She's
1: Rocky being there. She's become so embarrassed, so offended that he's like seen her.
0: You know, at home. You know, she's not exactly well dressed and all this jazz. He should have just left. Fair enough, but in a way, like you've seen certain points, especially the couple of men at the pet shop. There are little glances and looks at each other. She gives off in her shy, you timidness. You are reaching a straw. No, glances I'm not. Glances and looks? You, there, are, there are active shots of her stopping, turning around and looking at him in her little shy, timid way. It's not in a re- like in a regular uh sociable person, it would be a lot more obvious. But in her shy and timid way, you don't notice them that well. But you see them there. She gives him a look. She As she's walking off, she turns back to check him out. They're there. Trust me. I've seen this film a lot. They are there. Okay. So maybe in a way, yes. He probably just said, "Look, uh, you know, you're embarrassed." She gets
1: bullied into going out with him here.
0: She gets bullied by Paulie. Rocky goes and has said, "Hey, look, why don't we go Rocky's out?" Rocky's at some the fun.
1: door, like begging.
0: She's not opening the door. Like, what I- does she do? I know she oh, c- she opens the door. Rocky doesn't kick the door in. She opens the door. He's like guilting
1: her into going out with him.
0: No, Paulie guilted her. Rocky comes up and tries to lighten the mood. Lighten the mood? <laughs> hey, I've never, spoke, with, I, I've never spoken. I've never spoken to jokes. a door before. <laughs> oh yeah. Zing. <laughs> he's, he's calm. He's like, why don't we just go out and have a good time? And in a way, I guess she goes out to stick it to Paulie. It's like, yep, I'm going. Like, so not because she wants to,
1: yeah, spend time with. In a guy, way, that she's been giving these very subtle, timid looks to.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, you agree with she me? She gives subtle, timid looks to him. But you just said that she goes out just to stick it to Paul. In Paulie. a way. I didn't say she one hundred percent does it like that. So you think Rocky
1: is good guy here, only Paul is a bad guy, what Rocky's doing is okay? I think he is You're like a politician. Answer the fucking question. Is what Rocky is doing okay? I
0: think it is okay.
1: Wow. I think, I th- it- I think he oversteps. I, I really do.
0: I think there is a limit. I don't think he gets aggressive with her. He asks her politely. He he tries how to many be humorous. Times?
1: He stalks her at work. She doesn't want to see.
0: <laughs> We've already gone through this. Why do you keep bringing this back? Because it's terrible. No, it's not. I had this no is the idea that this
1: movie would be like this.
0: No, I cannot believe you're so far off. The uh, like, I can't believe you do not understand the relationship that this is going on here and the character development that goes along here. Moving on, let's go to the ice skating rink. Yes. I love how Rocky says... I she- swear to God, if your favourite scene is the credits, I'll knock you out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, dear. I love how Rocky says to her that she's a good skater and she
0: looks- She's not. She looks terrible. He's trying to compliment her. He's trying to be nice.
1: But he does open up a lot here with her. He talks about how he fights people so people don't think he's a bum. Now, this is a very important scene. Mm-hmm. I think Stallone has said it's his favourite scene.
0: Sure. Yep. My father, he's uh, my old man. It was never too smart. He says to me, "You weren't born much of a brain, you know, so uh, you better start using your body, right?" So I become a fighter.
1: Oh. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> why you? Why you left?
1: My mother, she said the
0: opposite thing.
1: What'd she say? What'd she say the opposite?
0: She said you weren't born much of a body, so you better develop your brain. Did she say that? Apparently, the scene was supposed to have about 300 extras at one point. Oh, yeah. yeah. And only one showed up. No, they only had the budget for one in the end. So, Stallone had to rewrite it and have it just them. Okay. I Which think is much w- better. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it yeah. works better being just them. You know why? Because it develops character. It gets their relationship going. They open up to
1: each other here. Well, it's it's it has a semblance of romanticism with it. I'm, I'm sorry, but I cannot take Sylvester Stallone as a romantic lead. I can with these two
0: characters the way they because are. Because she's equally as bad? No. I'm done. With I'm not. Do- I'm not doing any more of this. We've had. We've had like, like forty-five minutes of this conversation. Right, I can see we're getting to this point where we're probably going to have our biggest argument here. But the walk home. Where is it forceful that she goes into the house? Did I say it was forceful? You are talking about how aggressive he gets. Where is the aggressiveness here? Oh, he asked her about five. Because or he more d- says it all the time. <laughs> can he I say ta- so? No, you said enough. <laughs> he talks a lot. He he generates every conversation. She doesn't talk a lot. She tells him, she. What do you want the conversation to be? Hey, why don't you come inside? Mm.
1: She tries to tell him, no, she is not comfortable. So why didn't she
0: go? Does she seem comfortable? She doesn't seem comfortable at all. Throughout the first half of this movie, she does not seem do comfortable. Do you think she
1: wants to go inside? Does she go inside? Right answer. At do the- you think she wants to go inside? Yes, she does. Because you know why? Because she goes inside. And when she gets inside and she says to him, Listen, Rocky. I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to be here with you. you think she wants to be there with him? Does she leave? Do you think she wants to be
0: there with? When him? When he says to her, "I'm going to kiss when you," when she
1: says, "I am uncomfortable and I want to go home," right? Can you call my brother and tell him where I am because I'm a bit scared right now?
0: She does not say that. That's the implication. No, it's like, not. Tell him where don't I am. Put I'm don't put words in her well, mouth. Don't put words in her mouth. Well, you put words
1: in her She's mouth. She's not when scared. She glances. You're like, oh wow, look at the love that she has for Rocky already. How is
0: she immediately <laughs> scared? Go back down to downstairs when he's like, come on, come on. Leaves the door open and walks inside. Gives her the option to do what she wants. She says, oh, no, i got to go. Okay, you can go.
1: This is like psychological manipulation. No, it's not here.
0: at all. Do you think Rocky is that intelligent to go- do some psychological manipulation on her? He's just a kind-hearted person. He doesn't realise
1: he's doing it, he but clear- he's doing it. okay.
0: I'm not going to deny that he. You clearly know what he wants to wants to happen here. Okay, he's a red blooded male. Okay, but
1: he's so not that makes it okay because he's a male. But he's not he's being really showing your true colors. <gasps> I love the move from Rocky. Classic, classic player move. Gee, it's
0: hot in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His shirt off it shows he's- his awkwardness. He, he, like I said, you know what he, you know what he wants. He, he has affection for her. He does really like her. He's not just there for that one thing. But he does those moves that seem super sits awkward. On, yeah. Sits on the couch. Why no. just sit on the couch?
1: Come sit on the couch with yeah. me. Come he's,
0: on. He's just trying. He's talking what he, what he wants to like, what's do.
1: What's, what's the problem? Like, why won't you do it? Don't you, you don't like me? No. He doesn't do it. He in... says you don't like me. Yes, but he doesn't do what's it the, the way problem? you said it. You don't like me? Do you think he told that? Like, what's what? the problem? Do you not like it's me? Like, why will not you have sex with me? Well, like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> why you are you like putting me? words? That's, in? No, that's what he's saying. Like you said, he's no, a red-blooded man. He knows no, what No, you're he wants.
0: saying it as like an aggressive negative. He's just talking okay, casually. Let's like, say there's no aggressive tone. Why don't, you, no why don't tone? you like me? What's wrong? Why going? don't you
1: like me? Come on. <laughs> how, how, how bad does that sound?
0: Not to not to someone who doesn't. Her you're talking. You're talking about Rocky. How he doesn't really know what he's saying. Probably. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. That's basically what you said before.
1: <laughs> no, I was saying words. You were. Hey, Why you like <laughs> yeah, me? There you go, Rocky. <laughs> but she, he says that, and her response is that she doesn't belong there. And
0: Rocky's like, Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> that's what he does. I'm oh. telling you. No. And he, that
1: makes it okay.
0: Stop saying that makes it okay. He is not aggressive with it. There he is he gets a. Okay, listen, listen, she listen, tries listen. to leave, yeah, yeah, okay. and he
1: physically stops her from he leaving. He puts
0: one hand on the door. He
1: physically prevents her from leaving this room that she has told him she does
0: not want to be in. Now Explain listen to what happens to here.
1: How is that okay?
0: He says to her, "I'm going to kiss you. You don't have to kiss me back, but I'm going to kiss you." How listen, how is that? No, and you look, you see what she does, and again, I'm, I'm telling you, you don't notice it, but you see those little movements from her. Great acting from Talia Shire. The subtleness of her character, where she she's she doesn't know like as he kisses her on the cheek and he pulls back, she moves in for a kiss. She's like, oh no, I don't, I don't. I'm. As he looks at her, she pulls back. Ah, uh, no, she's unsure of what she wants to do. But she, there it is there. And then when he, she comes back in, oh, sorry, when he comes back in, she go she goes for the kiss again. He's not for he's not pushing her against the wall and like going I crazy for it. Didn't say that. He knows there is something there, but he knows that she is shy and timid and reluctant to do so. So. Yes, a little forceful in terms of putting the hand on the door but nothing else I saw in that indicates that he was going to go aggressive with her. He well. tells her, oh, tells a bad tells a bad word. He does uh, he tells her. Okay, he tells, he tells her. Tells her how it is. He tells her she can't leave. I'm going to he, he doesn't come in and go for the kisser. I'm going to kiss you. Yeah. Not can I kiss you? because you know she's going to say no because she's that shy timid no listen because no she's means because no of her shy though. timid shy timidness like i I'm, I'm trying to get past this point cuz i know oh. that you, you've got um, you've got a machine gun of like insult here <laughs> do, do, do. This A is machine
1: like- gun of political correctness <laughs> firing right on
0: this you. Is, this is, this was, your, you're, lo- you're looking at this like, I hate this film, this scene, I'm just gonna <laughs> unload on all these criticisms. Oh, the, uh, you can't argue
1: against this. At the end of the day, he is saying what he wants. He is stopping her physically from leaving, and he's like, I'm going to kiss you.
0: You can kiss back if you don't... If you, if you don't. Want to, you can kiss back Would if you... Would you ever say that to someone? <laughs> no, because if I said that, I probably wouldn't be trying to kiss a shy, timid person. They'd probably go, get fucked, mate, and give you a slap.
1: What, what's wrong with shy, timid people?
0: Well, you've, you've given a lot of negatives to the shy, timid Adrian today. Adrian? Adrian. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> Look, I'm not denying that this is... It's not the best scene in the film. He, there is something to what you're saying but it's not the bill be- like it's not a super negative like he's not being the most rapey arsehole ever here he, there is a couple of things he does that are questionable but it doesn't doesn't break the film for me this is, this is establishing their relationship it, she becomes she breaks out of her shell here you see from here on out she her she her clothing changes she she dresses a lot better she engages with people she she stands up for herself
1: adrian all right agree to disagree let's move on we get M- Mickey's argument here. Yeah, Mickey's argument, and we find out here why, as we've said before, why Mickey doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't have the fondness for Rocky here because dumb he is day-go. this, because he is this, you know, standover man for Guzzo. Yeah, and now he,
0: you know, had opportunities in his life that he just squandered. Yeah. You know, I've been coming in for six years. The six years you've been sticking it to me. I want to know how come You don't want to know. Yeah, I want to know how come You want to know. I want to
1: know.
0: How- okay, I'm going to tell you. Because you had the talent to become a good fighter. And instead of that, you became a leg breaker to some cheap second-rate loan shark.
2: To live in? It's a waste of life.
0: And this is essentially where the boxing part of the movie starts. He meets with Juergens, the the promoter. Juergens. Juergens. That's his name. And this is what I mean by the fact that, yeah, you can say this is a boxing movie, but I think this is a great, a great character development film around a boxing film or vice versa a boxing film around a great character development film. Yeah. I mean there's hardly any boxing in this film. No. And yeah. that's that's what and compared to the other films which definitely have go heavier towards the boxing for more of the popcorn entertainment kind of films.
1: It's not just it's not just that but like we're going to we're going to talk about our top 5 uh sport movies later. Yeah. And I can tell you right now this this film Rocky has Less sport in it than all these other films that I reckon will get
0: mentioned. But it is a sports movie. Well, I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. So that's, that's where, well, that, you can say that in terms of action films, like, well, what we've already done, action sci fi, action fantasy, like they're all different types.
1: Yeah, exactly. So he gets offered the fight here and he says no straight away.
0: Kind of odd. Explain. Well, what do you think? He's going to be like, absolutely, yeah, let's do it. That's not the kind of person he is. He's 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 like, no. He, he knows what it could do to his life in terms of the negative. Sorry, refresh my memory. What was it
1: that pushes him over the edge to change his mind? Because it, it's in this meeting still that he does change his mind, isn't it? Yeah. What was it? Because it's something real quick and he's like, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Rocky, do you believe that America is the land of opportunity? You yeah. Apollo Creed does. He's gonna prove it to the whole world by giving an unknown a shot at the title. And that unknown is you. He picked you, Rocky. Rocky, it's the chance of a lifetime. You can't pass it by.
0: Yeah, okay, not a bad little uh speech. Yeah. Anyway, they're back at Paul. He's watching the TV. Rocky on the TV. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a funny interview. He gets up and he, he's just talking like through the camera to saying hi to Adrian and that, and he's uh. just just a regular conversation he's not he's not that he's obviously not like Apollo Creed where he's hamming up to the camera and he's playing it off he's just talking and even at the end where they're trying to get him off the stage like what are you pushing me for me it's like trying to get him off he's getting aggressive because he yeah. just doesn't that's him he at certain points he's going to get angry when things aren't going his way and here's a bit more of Rocky opening up he's talking he's trying to put on that tough guy demeanor here he's saying you know the interview slander and that didn't affect him he's all good but Afterwards, when he's leaving the house, he does open up to Adrian and admit that it did bother him. He he cares and respects her enough here to tell her his vulnerabilities.
1: Yeah, it's, he, yeah, I mean, yeah, he opens up, but it's it's like one line. It's like, you know what I said about it not, you know, affecting me, it did affect me, and he walks off.
0: Do you think he's the kind of person to give a good speech about this? No. Exactly. So the line is perfect. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm just- Mickey shows up. So it seems like now that he's going to be a big shot and get a big payday out of this, Mickey comes in. This yeah, is where he, he comes wants his over opportunity. Wanting to be the manager. Now, why didn't he just come in and just be like, "Let's bury the hatchet." You know, sorry about all the stuff we've gone through. How about I be manager? No, he he goes around in this this suck up kind of way. He says, hey, how are you, buddy? And that's that's what does him in at the start here. Like Rocky sees through it straight away and gets completely disinterested as soon as he starts talking about it. Ignoring him, goes into the bathroom, like just doesn't have want to have anything to do with him. Even a couple of good lines here. I got heart, but I ain't got no luck of doing it. And what do you think of this speech from Stallone once Mickey leaves? Apparently it was, like, improvised. Most of it was, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's probably the
1: best acting from Stallone in the film. Probably, yep. yeah. That's a good, yep. powerful speech. Talk about your tribe pride, Mick! At least you had a pride! I ain't had no pride, I ain't a nut. Legs are going, everything is going, no one's getting nut. Guy comes up offers me a fight. Big deal, wanna fight the fight? Yeah, I'll fight the big fight.
2: I wanna go and fight that big fight, it was gonna happen
1: to me. I wanna get that! I wanna get that! And you wanna be excited to see
2: it? Do you? You wanna help me out? Help me, you wanna see me get my face kicked Legs ain't working, nothing's working. They go, go out, fight the chair. Yeah, I'll fight him. My face You come around here, you want to move in here with me? Come on in, my house. Real night. Come on and move. It stakes. do place
0: play hey, Yeah, there's a lot of honesty there from him. So no, it was, yeah. it was good. He lets out all the pain of the past here. But it's like he unleashes it all to to everyone. To it's like he's he's. Just getting all his anger out for everything that's happened in his life here. To everyone who's, like, let him down and pushed him aside. And it's enough for him to forgive Mickey, and they strike up a partnership here. I love that you don't actually see what they talk about. It's way down in the distance, down the street. Gives him Run- a little cuddle. Yep, they're, they're all good. And then we get into some training. Drinking the yes. eggs! Dean, you've already mentioned previously how you uh, had to, what, eat a, eat a raw whole raw egg as a dare?
1: Yeah, the show was the issue, but... The drinking the, the five raw eggs here, it uh,
0: wouldn't have been great. No. Apparently, Stallone used to do that when he was, like, bulking up training and that because he didn't have a stove. He couldn't cook the eggs, so he just drank them. Wow. Yeah. Could have stirred them at least, mixed them up a bit. Mm. And you get our first little running down the street here. Again, these are some gorilla shots that we were talking about. They just basically went out in the street and filmed it, uh, you know, against the law, basically.
1: Which is so weird because, like, we have proof
0: that this happened.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like, okay, they didn't have permits. It was against the law. Well, maybe Is there, all any, this- is there any
0: retribution for this? Probably not now. Maybe the information out. came out like 10, 20 years later. And it's like, well, who's going to yeah. reprimand him now? Who do they even reprimand?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was biggest film of the year, surely.
0: <laughs> They're going like, to squeeze hey, out a couple did, mil. Did anyone, like, you know, get permission to yeah. run up the- <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember. I don't remember your permit. <laughs> Speaking of the stairs, you get the first one here where he struggles to get up to the top of the stairs. And you know later on when he actually does run up the stairs, that big iconic shot- those scenes are actually filmed about an hour apart. One yes. when the sun was down one when the sun had risen, obviously. Yeah.
1: I really like this uh, scene of him running up and struggling with it, mainly because
0: of the the score that's playing. There's a soft piano going, and I thought it was really good. Yeah, compared to later on when you got the big upbeat gun of flying yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're showing where he's starting off here and his difficulties he's getting. And then you get the meat store, punching the meat. Another classic Rocky and
1: Paulie scene here. Paulie asks Rocky, you yeah, know, what's the attraction? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How great's his response. Uh, I don't know. She fills gaps. What? What does that mean? They both have gaps in their oh, in, in their life. Oh. Gaps in their life, my friend. Uh, he's
1: the one filling the gaps.
0: And he goes, You balling her? Oh, that's and that's where he crosses the line and Rocky, oh, you know, it snaps on. at that. Like, oh, watch your mouth? Like yeah. you don't talk like that. Oh well. He gets a stake out of it. I'm pretty sure that he gets that on the daily. But this meat punching apparently Stallone. Flattened his knuckles in the end from punching this so much. Like, so much so that his knuckles are still like that these days. Sounds really weird. Don't you think? I don't know. I mean, I could I don't know, could see it happening. If you're punching this I mean, how is it bare diff- knuckle meat so, so how hard. How is it
1: different from someone punching a punching bag? Because you're wearing gloves and it's soft. Punching bags are pretty hard, honestly. With a with
0: boxing gloves. With gloves. I mean, so that's the difference. But you see a lot of bare knuckle stuff happen. You're talking about punching frozen meat filled with bones. It's a little different to a- Is it frozen? Yes. Was it a freezer or a fridge? It's a freezer. Okay. Freezer, fridge. What's the difference? There's big, massive bones in there. About 13 crack degrees. Cracking the ribs. There are a couple of little bits here. You know, Mickey ties his legs together to get the balance right, and he's training here. He does mention, you know, keep, stay away from the uh the sexy time for a while. Hmm. Uh, he gets the dog, Bubkus. Yes. gives him the dog. Sylvester Stallone's actual dog. That's right. And this is where we get the TV interview, where he's punching the meat. And There's, I'll, there's a great reveal here. I love this. The great pull out where you've got Rocky who's
1: focused, who's training hard, who's getting in, you know, getting his mind right, getting his body right for the fight, and you pull out and you got this. This Apollo Creed, who is just so cavalier about it all,
0: yeah. he's in his expensive suit. He's ordering flowers for the mayor. He's talking about, yeah, I want my, I want my barber to come down to Philly. Yeah, like like this guy is not, he's not giving Rocky any respect. And but in all fairness, why would he? He is the world champion who's fifty-four fights, whatever, undefeated against this bum.
1: Yeah, I know, but it's a spectacle. Yeah, I know. Like I was going to say, like you can see him punching the meat, and one of the guys that's with him is like, oh, have Tony, a look at the this. trainer. It's just like, oh, you know, he looks he looks pretty good, sort of thing. But as you say, he's fought, what, fifty-four professional like boxes.
0: Yeah. Never lost. Like it's But this is where you could kind of get a little doubt. You're like, you see the trainer paying attention, like hey, he's this he's got some stuff here, but Apollo's not thinking anything about it, he's not taking it seriously. This is where you can be like, Oh, maybe this is where we see Rocky actually yeah. does get the shot. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where that comes from in the in the actual boxing match itself. Yeah, it's- yeah. So that's where you can see it. Good that they plant the seeds for Rocky to win and he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. So at Christmas, and this is where the big argument comes. Another classic Paulie scene. Well, he walks in on them, bagging the crap out of him. Oh, so you're defending Paulie now? No, I'm- Is there no end? Jesus Christ. To the levels you will go to defend this film? If you walked in and hear your sister and your best mate slagging you off- I'd be more concerned that I had a sister. I was going to say, if you you walked in and heard your fake sister and me slagging you off- So you can see he gets annoyed. He definitely gets aggressive. And this is the kind of guy he is. We know that, you know, picks up the bat, threatens to, you know, smash Rocky's arms. Yeah,
1: starts breaking his own possessions.
0: But you see, Paulie, he's talking about how he gave up his life to look after Adrian. He's like, I, you know, you couldn't live by yourself. You couldn't like uh, t- uh, tackle life on your own. I had to give up marriage for you. I took care of you And so you can kind of see a little bit of his point here where this is, maybe this is how he became become this person because he just wasted away his life looking after his shy and timid sister had to take care of her. But then you see her come back.
2: You owe me! Where are you? You're supposed to be good to me. Where are you, father?
0: And then he steps the line, saying, "You're busted. You're not a virgin," and that sends Rocky over the line, grabs him by the you know the the cuff. Mm. But he's not going to hit him, like he knows. Cuff link. But you know he's never going to hit Paulie. He's he'd do some serious damage if he did that. He's more so just knock it off. Like got him down on the couch. Stop it. And you get that little whimper from Paulie like that. I think he says something like, "I don't want to work. I don't want to work in the meat anymore." Yeah. And it's there where you just that's where you see. These people down on their luck, down and out, just wanting to do something with their life, and that's what he's trying to do. He he's he's trying to get to Rocky like I'm, I I want to do something. Like you've got this opportunity, make this an opportunity for all of us. And so that's probably about as much as Paulie as I can take.
1: No, I appreciate you defending him there. It's I mean I don't. I'm being sarcastic because I okay. think he's a, he's not just a terrible character in that he's a bad person. He's just not entertaining. He's one note. He's always angry. Now I know that you're saying oh here are the reasons why he's like that doesn't really change what he is though so he's definitely a bit of a miss of a character for me
0: Fair enough like I think that this scene in particular gives him a little bit of backstory and a little bit of development where you can kind of see why he is how he is and why he reacts like that you talk about one note he definitely becomes one note from the sequels onwards he's a he's a goddamn awful character in the sec- in the second all the way to the, the, the fifth the sixth one he's actually okay he gets some more development there and he actually becomes a decent character. But second or fifth, he's just, he's terrible. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So this is where we've got "Gonna Fly Now, the big montage, man. <laughs> oh, man. Love a Rocky montage.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, this is pretty good. The, the speedball, the one-handed yeah. push-ups.
0: He's running with the weights. Yep, ever everything's with great weights? Here. Have I run with weights? Uh, no, I haven't. I barely run myself. So to run with weights is a bit of a different story.
1: I used to run, and I started running with weights, and I made the mistake of taking, like, eight, nine kilo weights out. Oh, boy. Oh, I was just... I was like, yeah, I'll run weights <laughs> 100 metres down the road, like,
2: shit. Oh,
1: no. no. Honestly, like, barely out the door. I was like, this is just stupid.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, nah, fair enough. But I don't know what it is about these things, man. This music pumps you up and gets you motivated. Like, there's nothing like these montages, man. Great shot, too, of Rocky gradually going from that jog to the sprint. Oh, yeah. As, as the music picks up as yeah. well. That is fantastic. It Basically is. just showing that he's, like, increased power and speed. That gradual increase of where he started out from, basically, to where he's got to now. It's not just about his running, it's about his progression in his character as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, and nothing shows that more than him bounding up the steps of yeah. the art museum. Where, because we've seen him do it before and struggle, so now he does it with ease. It's it's great. And
0: that iconic shot, hands up in the air. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. That is iconic. Did you know that scene where the camera zooms in on him celebrating? Oh, it's so corny. It's actually backwards. Is it? Yeah, because they originally shot it with zooming out, and they decided, no, we want to zoom it in. Okay. So they just rewound rewound it. Yep. And if you look at it, it's a little weird, Howie. Some of his punches rewound. Looks little, they look weird. Really? Yeah. Did you notice it? No. Not the first time, but when I when I realised I I I did, and and it does look a little iffy. Okay. So it's the night before the fight. Rocky obviously can't sleep. He goes out for a walk. Ends up going to the boxing ring. Yep. I love the the paintings on on the the walls of the boxing ring. You got Apollo. This massive grin on his face. Like he even in the poster, he's not taking himself seriously. Yeah. But you see that Rocky's uh, boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, com-
1: he complains that the colours are the wrong way around.
0: Because it actually was the wrong way around.
1: Yeah, so basically the budget was so tight, they, they couldn't afford to just do another big poster with the colours the right way. So they just, if they have the character acknowledge that it's wrong, yeah. they can get away with it. Exactly. And it fits. Honestly, it fits that they would get this nobody's um, clothes wrong. Like,
0: who cares? And Jurgens is there and basically tells him that. It doesn't really matter to- does it? I'm sure you're going to give us a great show. He's essentially summing up that all this training really means shit. Like, Rocky never had a chance to begin with in anyone's eyes. And I think this is the final blow that makes him think that too. So he gets back home and we get this awesome monologue speech by Sylvester Stallone basically saying he, he can't win, he knows that, he understands that, but all he wants to do, he just wants to get to the end. It really don't matter if I lose this fight. It really don't matter if this guy opens my head either. All I want to do is go the distance. Nobody's ever gone the distance with Creed. And if I can go that distance, you see, and that bell rings and I'm still
1: standing. I'm going to know for the first time in my life, you see, that I weren't just another bum from the neighborhood.
0: Actually, this scene almost got cut because they were running too far on production. But Sylvester Stallone like was adamant that Insisted. this needs, yeah, it needs to be in the movie. This he is actually, an important part of the he film. He actually did it in one take. Yeah, they had, they were running so far behind. That he only had one shot to do it. So now we're at fight night. And fight night. Yep. Yeah, you see them. Game. You see them prepping. Well, did you know what the nose thing was? They're, they're, they're squeezing the thing up their nose. I wasn't too sure what that was about. So just, there just wasn't a nasal congestion. Yeah, they're not feeling well. They, you know, oh well, they're all both sick, are they? <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Ah, fair enough. I uh, see that Adria's is not going to watch it. She's going to stay downstairs. You notice that they comment about Rocky's robe being too baggy. Yeah, again. Yeah, because it actually was baggy. <laughs> like, yeah, wrong size. It's sent the wrong size. Yep. So they wrote it. They wrote it in that they could talk about it. Yeah. This grand entrance for Apollo coming in as George Washington, Uncle Sam. Yeah. Perfect summarization here. He is just. Hamming it up for everyone. He's getting he's getting the people involved. He's loving it. Does not take this seriously at all. Nope, no. And you think you're setting you think he's setting himself up for a downfall. You think he's going to come in and and get a massive shock and get taken out. Eh,
1: exactly, because yeah. everything we see from sport movies, you have the underdogs coming up and they win in the end, and it's so boring and predictable. But here, it's not. And I love that they set it up. And they're not they're not being like overly obvious with it. But when you're watching it. They're giving the audience a reason to think that Rocky can win, which would just be the worst.
0: It would be the worst if Rocky won this. Yeah, I completely agree, because that's not what the movie is about. We even see
1: Apollo Creed having someone touch up his hair yeah. on the, in the corner. We've got Joe Fraser making
0: an appearance. Yeah, whatever. Apparently, Stallone didn't like that, because he he said that it actually brought it into the real world, like there's actually real people in the movie now. Oh, okay. Yeah, he would rather have that out, but no, he didn't get his way there. And you get the- so let's talk about the first round okay so Apollo's playing with him like mucking around and then he gets you know the shock of a lifetime yes. he actually gets knocked down first oh. time
2: oh, I don't believe
0: he gets an epic uppercut too. oh yeah it is great yeah. it's so good and from that point on you realise he's got to take this a little bit more seriously what did you think about the fact that you don't see every round? Like, thank you. Exactly. What? Yeah, no, nah, I do you not want to see yeah. fifteen rounds of this. You know where it's going to go. He's talking about going the distance. You know it's going to get to the last couple of rounds. Yeah. Like, even when you watch boxing matches in general, they do get a bit boring if nothing is happening, and nothing would be happening in these points. It's going to be a couple of jabs here, a couple of jabs there. So I don't mind the fact they they quickly get through. Like, you see the first two rounds, the setup. They realize this is going to be a, a fairly strong fight. Fast forward all the way with that really lovely music. I must say, I do, I do like this music that they're playing. In fact, all four of these rounds that were filmed entirely were actually shot twice. Only one with a camera in the ring and one with a camera out of the ring. So it was all choreographed to be shot like entirely, like continuous. Mm. They did it twice over.
2: Mm,
1: nice.
0: Yeah. Can you look at how. You know, low budget extras. They had to be. They had to do some very careful shots to show that to make it look like that it was a much bigger audience than what it was. They used a lot of stock footage from different fights as well.
1: But there's still shots where there's empty. Yeah, exactly. From the crowd. So, but uh, you don't really notice it unless you're looking for it. Of course. I must say, what did you think of the actual boxing?
0: So, given the fact that they shot these scenes twice. With like with choreography, you can see points where it it, it is a blatant miss, mm. and it didn't bother me because I like that's how, that's how the movie is. Okay, it is a low budget underdog movie for me that I can look past the fact. Oh yeah, that that swing clearly yeah, missed. no,
1: no, no. Like you've already um, demonstrated many times the things you can look past. But for me, honestly, I felt it was really annoying for me because I couldn't tell what blows were actually meant to be landing and what weren't tell it sound effects no like because a lot of time you when they punch they do the like the 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 exhaling of the breath and no i couldn't and there's just it just bothered me because i couldn't tell what was hitting and what was whatever.
0: some of these was some of these punches so uh necessary that you're like oh well that was going to do the damage i think they convey the big strong punches when they need to
1: all right because there's punch a lot here, a punch here punch there there's a lot of jabs and i couldn't work out if they were
0: getting dodged or not That's okay all. but but in the end, it doesn't no, no, really, it doesn't, really, doesn't just... really, it doesn't really affect it. I don't think it annoyed me. But we're into the fourteenth round here, the end of it, which is my excellent. The actual end of this fourteenth round here. The montage has come along here as the music is increasing, and you see Rocky get that blow that sends him to the ground. He's been knocked down finally. Well, he got actually, to be fair, he got knocked down in the first round, broke his nose for the first time. Yep. Yep. And you got Mickey just begging him, to stay down, you're done.
2: Down, down, stay down. They're
0: thrown in the towel. That music is swelling. Can I just interject there? I felt like, did you think that the the audio of Mickey um, telling him to stay down sounded dubbed over? Yeah, there's some dubbing going on. Oh, there's, it's definitely it's du- odd, there's definitely
1: some dubbing. sounded odd. There's definitely
0: some dubbing when the match is over. Yeah. There's, there's a very specific one that I, <laughs> that I picked up on. But the, yeah, going back to this scene. Like the fight's over. Like he he's lost. Like stop. You, you're done. You don't need to do this anymore. And watching him get up, show that courage and the willpower of what he is doing here. His heart, as he picks himself up off the ground, to continue to go the distance. The look on Creed's face when he cannot believe this guy who's gone through hell and back after 14 rounds is still getting up. Like what can he do to stop this guy? And Adrian, who's finally come out and engulfs his, like, his spirit, the will of what he is doing, it's, it gives me shivers, man. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, the music the music plays a big part of it as well. I loved that scene. Okay. I also notice that you have not said a favourite scene yet, and we're getting close to no scenes left. <laughs> well, there's one key scene left. That is true. Then we're at the final round now. Okay. It really does look like Rocky is on the verge of knocking him down in this last round.
1: Yeah, Rocky really is coming out strong And you sort of feel like Had this round gone on for another minute or so
0: Exactly that he would have won Yeah, but The bell sounds The bell sounds And it's just It's, it's over it's He did it bedlam he, Yep, everyone jumps in But he did it He did what he wanted to do And once again, the music That rise up This is a triumphant music here mm. He is overcome with emotion mm. and, But all he wants to do is see Adrian He doesn't care
1: Which is my
0: Excellent And I'm perfectly happy with that Yeah <laughs> oh. Uh,
1: yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Like it's just—I mean, I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to gush over, it, but it's—it's—it's it's, it's enjoyable. Like this is, is a really, really enjoyable moment where all he wants is this woman who he has no chemistry with, but he still wants to see her so badly. And—and and it's a funny one. I—I really do like the Yo Adrian uh, from Stallone there. So that's—that's that's why it's my favourite scene. I must say. I heard that it was a split decision and Rocky's not even listening. He He's doesn't not care. no, he yeah. doesn't care. And that's fine. I had to google after this movie finished to find out who won the fight.
0: You see a shot of Creed celebrating. Yeah, I, I'm You also hear Apollo Creed as well. Yeah. I didn't I didn't catch that. Okay. So during that when when
1: And I tell you now, when I googled it, I'm not alone. It's like there's a lot of questions. Hell, and I answers. don't
0: understand that cuz Obviously, the, the focal point of this end scene is to show that Rocky doesn't care about if he won or lost. He's gone the distance. All he wants is Adrian now. In the background, you can hear Split Decision. You see Apollo celebrate after a bit. And while Rocky is saying to Adrian, oh, I love you, I love you, you hear champion of the world Apollo Creed in the background as well. Mm. And what I love about this scene as well is right at the end when the music is swelling up and Adrian gets in that ring, they embrace the music and everything. They f- It freeze frames on the exact peak of Rocky's life. This is this is the, all downhill the, the ultimate happiness right here. He's gone the distance. He's got the love of his life. Peak Rocky life. Mm. And then... Fade. Then Rocky 2 happens. <laughs> We're not talking about the sequels. <laughs> That's the end of this movie.
2: Any last words?
0: All right, Dean. I don't want to hear them, but give us your final thoughts. Whatever you got left in the tank. What, I get what have I got What's your round 15 thoughts left?
1: here? My 16th round. <laughs> um, yeah, For me, I was definitely let down by this movie. I didn't like any of the characters, with the exception maybe of Apollo Creed, who is not really given a lot in this film. He does have a small arc and that he's confident and then oh you know i better actually try here but at the end of the day it's i know it's touted as a boxing movie as we've said there's almost no boxing in it it's ugh, i just i don't see it i don't see what was so great about this the fact that this beat taxi driver for best picture that year is a joke stallone is he's not bad in this like he's Generally, he's a pretty average actor. Obviously, he's not known for his uh, acting chops. He
0: is serviceable here.
1: End of the day, it's a very slow-paced movie and one that's extremely overrated. What about you, Hendo? Here we go. Okay.
0: Sorry, I-, I tuned out. I didn't want to. I didn't hear anything you said. Then I'm assuming it was all negative. Well, anyway, I absolutely adore this movie, as you could tell so far. A perfect inspirational film that showcases the underdog story and that the power of heart and will is all you need. Sylvester Stallone has created one of the most iconic characters ever put to film. You think Sly, you think Rocky. The story behind the scenes, which basically mirrors the film itself, of this underdog just doing what he can to make his dream come true, to to go the distance, to get it done, works perfect with this film as well. I cannot understand how you can't watch this film and get inspired. Are you asking me? No, no, I've already asked you that. Okay. (laughs) We've already gone through that. Yes, we have. Talia Shire is fantastic in her role here as you gradually see her character develop from shy and timid to basically a confident woman who can take care of herself. The fact that the boxing story doesn't even start until halfway through this is great because you get set up with these great characters beforehand and the relationships so that you care about all of them. The boxing itself, there are some weird little things within the boxing, like some missed punches, whatever. doesn't affect me whatsoever. That just adds to the like the gorilla rawness of this film. I think the just the overall story of the man who just wants to go the distance, who wants to prove to himself that he can do what he set out to do is fantastic to me. That ending is one of the best. The music in this film is just, oh, it's it gets me. It's It hits me deep, I'm telling you. The training montages are so fantastic. They've inspired so many different montages. Like, you think montage, you think Rocky. This is where it started. This film is a powerhouse. It is one of my favourites of all time. An absolute knockout. It, of course, gets a... Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Outstanding. From me. I was the best because the crowd loved me. All right, Dean, I I don't want to hear it, but where does it sit in your rankings? Uh, For me, uh, let's start at the bottom. It is better than ben Herb. Ben-Hur.
1: It is better than Sing in the Rain, even your Jimbo. Where we get to a little bit of conjecture here is up against Cool Hand Luke. Considering I've seen Rocky a couple of times now, and considering I can't imagine me ever going back and rewatching Cool Hand Luke, I'm gonna put it just above Cool Hand Luke here, which will be the number 25 spot out of 29. That is ridiculous.
0: I feel like this is like a whole big troll And you're going to come in to me and go I lied the whole time, it's amazing <laughs> If only that were true Alright, what about you Hendo, where do you put it? Alright, let's start at the list of amazings Let's start at the number 13 spots. It's better than Terminator It's better than Prestige, Your Name, The Wizard of Oz, La La Land, Toy Story. Is it better than Die Hard? Yes, it is. No Country for Old Men is the next one, and I do believe it is better than that too. Silence of the Lambs is sitting at number four, and that's now going to be number five because I think that Rocky is better than Silence of the Lambs.
1: This is ridiculous.
0: Is it better than Saving Private Ryan? Yes, it is. It's better than Saving Private Ryan. Is it better than Kill Bill? No, it's not. So Rocky, for me, personally, is my number three film out of the 29 we've done so far all right <laughs> oh i don't get a very good this time do i uh, i mean that is <laughs> yeah i know your your ranking is a joke mine's a joke how how? I can't I can't wait till we get to a film where we're so divisive on it again. We can't we can't agree on everything. Because
1: you've given half the movies basically five stars that we've done. You're so generous with your five star rating.
0: I think by the end of it we'll have the same amount of five star films. We've just done a lot mine, a lot of mine first. We shall see. Yes, we will.
2: Hey Tofa I was doing an etymology search because well, who needs a reason? Turns out watch comes from the proto-Germanic word watchen meaning be awake. Interesting if true, Billy. So our podcast, We Watched a Thing, really just means we stayed awake for something. Oh Yeah, or at least most of it. Well, having been awake is about all the credentials we can really lay claim to when it comes to talking about movies. Speak for yourself, I've got legit IMDB credit. Well, all the visual effects experience in the world doesn't change the fact that you found passengers so emotionally touching that you cried. Oh yeah, taste guidelines from the cameraman who likes Jedi more than Empire, really? Ewoks are the best! Are they? Yes. Yes. And if you, dear listener, feel there aren't enough semi-informed cinematic opinions in your life, then a weekly dose of We Watched a Thing is for you. We Watched a Thing. We stay awake in everything. Find us at WeWatchthathing.com or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else good podcasts are found. Hey listeners,
0: we just want to take a quick second to thank you all for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related.
1: Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show to get our name out there and there are a couple of ways you could help us.
0: Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. You know, let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio and all the other podcast catches you can search for, we're probably on there.
1: And hey, if you find one we're not on, let us know so we can fix it. You can contact us on Twitter at imdbjourney, our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Journey, our Letterboxd page at letterboxd.com slash Journey, or you can email us at imdbjourney at gmail.com.
0: Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. Or if you're really loving the content and are looking for more, then why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show breaking down other films not on the IMDb Top 250. Yeah, that's right. What have we got coming up this weekend though? Well, Dean, we're about to hit the middle track of our Edgar Wright series. And that film is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Hmm. That's going to be a fun one for me, if I do say so myself.
1: Yeah, I've only ever seen it once at the cinemas, so I'm looking forward to re-watching that one. But
0: regardless of our thoughts, we'll probably have a blast talking to each other about it.
1: Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash journey and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer. Hey
2: everybody, my name is Justin, I'm the creator and host of the Channel Surfing Podcast. And I'm Alan, the co-host of the Channel Serpent podcast. This podcast was created from the same creative drive that led me to create three student films while I was in college. The podcast features a wide range of topics and interviews. We've interviewed a monster truck driver, a St. Louis Cardinal World Series champion, authors, comic book writers, Power Rangers animators, firefighters, actors, and filmmakers, voice actors, and the mayor of Jefferson City. We've had episodes where it's just Alan, myself, and our friends talking about different topics that we enjoy like I said, every episode is different, so you never know what's going to come next. Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Libsyn, and any podcast app. And feel free to contact us on Twitter at ChannelSurfPod or email us at ChannelSurfingPodcast at gmail.com. Thank Thank you. you. All right, let's get into... We may still have mail. Mail, mail, mail. Here it is. And
0: this could be it. Uh... So let's take a look at some reviews over on Twitter. First one here from Paul at the Countdown Podcast slow by today's ADHD standards but the story of a nobody becoming a somebody and only belatedly believing he deserves this is one that resonates down through the decades plus you know 673 sequels and counting from the ghosts of the stratosphere here
1: I mean it's no rocky 4 I-
0: <laughs> yeah fair enough I do there is a lot of love for the old rocky 4 right there in that sort of um, ironic way I guess hmm. Sam at the Movie Reviews and 20Q's podcast. The story of how it got made nearly overshadows the story in the actual film itself, but still a classic. Define sports movies and how uplifting they can be, even with its ending. Julio at the contrarian says a
1: great build-up to what turns out to be a bit of a disappointing fight, not because of the outcome, but because we don't see all of it. Can't get behind the romance between Rocky and Adrian, he basically bullies her into dating him. It's okay overall. What do you think of that one? I mean,
0: you know what I think of that one. Well, he's a contrarian. I don't think he means that. (laughs) From the fresh geek context, still a great film and the message about never giving up and working hard to get to your goal is what it's all about. The only weird thing was that we had Rocky in every movie, but Bullwinkle was nowhere to be found. (laughs) He got jibbed. That's always bothered me. (laughs) I didn't see that going that way. (laughs) And over on our letterbox page here, one from our patron, Chris. Truly one of the most inspiring movies I've ever seen. I watched the whole Rocky series countless times growing up, but the original stands out as a classic. Stallone is so locked in on his character that he's no longer acting. He became Rocky Balboa. Also, shout out to Burgess Meredith. I really enjoyed him as the gruff Mickey. I've seen the final fight between Rocky and Creed dozens of times, and every time I hear that score kick in, I think to myself that this will be the time that Rocky gets it done and win the fight. Now I don't know if that makes me stupid or if it's just that the film gets me swept up in the drama of it every time. Thank you very much for that, Chris. But we've still got... Alright, I was never really
1: a huge fan of this movie and I haven't watched all the sequels. But having re-watched it today, I can say that it's an excellent picture. Yay! Where Rocky works mostly for me is a realistic depiction of a loser slash boxer. Almost on the verge of giving up on life and then being handed a shot at the big time. Rocky, the character, is why you watch the movie. From the beginning, he's trying to make the best of his environment. But as you learn later from the trainer, Mickey, he has squandered so much of his potential, he never took the shot he needed to and made something of himself. When champion star boxer Apollo Creed shows up to give an underdog a chance, it's almost like Rocky gets to go back in time and rewrite his own history. The movie's side plot involving a romance with a shy pet shop worker competes heavily with the boxing main plot as to what the movie is actually supposed to be about. I think there's plenty of chemistry between Rocky and Adrian. Fuck off. But maybe not enough Fallout. It doesn't feel like they lose anything
0: in the movie. Except the boxing match.
1: Still, the film holds up and is entertaining today. Sylvester Stallone, what a champion. Shane, I am genuinely shocked What that a you champion liked this movie review,
0: Shane. I would have thought you'd be on my, my side here, Shane. Disappointing. No, Shane, you nailed it. Great review. Alright, now it's time for.
2: Answer my question! The question, jerk!
0: Where we asked you, is, what is your favourite sports movie? So let's take a look at a couple of responses here. One from Kate. All the Mighty Ducks movies. The second one is probably my favourite of the bunch, but they're all fun. I agree with that. I love all the Mighty Ducks films. From Kevin Kendrick, Remember the Titans. The Two Dads Review podcast is any given Sunday, hands down. Gritty and emotional, but also darkly funny. In-session films say Rush. Movie Geek and Proud say if cheerleading is considered a sport, then bring it on.
1: Real Horror Show says anyone who doesn't say Caddyshack is wrong and is not invited to Thanksgiving. Fair enough. Is that a Caddyshack joke?
0: I haven't seen it. Oh really? <laughs> I haven't seen Caddyshack. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that's my uh that's my like comedy Philadelphia. Okay. Well, speaking of which I gotta I still gotta see yes, that. you do. Thanks for the reminder, Daniel. Netflix and Swill said miracle.
1: You doing it? Film face off podcast says Senna, a truly fantastic documentary that explores the life and career of a sporting icon who is sadly taken from us way too soon. And on live TV in front of the world no less. It's also an accessible movie for those crazy folk who don't
0: like Formula One. Thank you, Manners. The Film knobs say big fan of The Natural.
1: Lisa C says, I can't even keep track of the number of times I've seen Field of Dreams.
0: Steve from the Everything I Learned from Movies podcast said, Basketball. Last one on Twitter here from the Intrusive
1: Thoughts podcast. It's a toss up between Space Jam and Coach Carter.
0: Let's take a look over on our Facebook page. Duty from the Shaker Not Nerd podcast said The Big Lebowski. Ryan has said Victory. I don't even know what that is. Uh, no, me neither. Okay. Sorry, Ryan. One to check out. Billy from the We Watch The Thing podcast said The Sandlot and Happy Gilmore. Beck has said Remember The Titans. And our last one here from my lovely wife, Kira. Couldn't think of just one, so she went with Remember The Titans, Creed, Coach Carter, The Fighter, and Warrior. Lovely list. So thank you very much for your answers everyone on Twitter and on Facebook but Dean let's get to our top 5 sports films. All right Dean what's your number 5? My number 5 is The Fighter. Fighter, hey. It's a good choice. Not as good as my number 5, The Karate Kid. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> really love that film. All right. My number 4 is The Big Lebowski. Fair enough. My number four is Happy Gilmore. Nice. Happy Gilmore's my number three. Nice. Good to see her on the same boat here. My number three is Raging Bull. Oh, okay. (laughs) Terrible
1: pick. Uh, My number two is Warrior. That is my number two as well. And my number
0: one, correctly so, Raging Bull. Of course it is. And we all know what my number one is. We've just spoken about it. Rocky. Of course. Of course. Of course and for next week's question of the week in the spirit of Rocky or the Rocky franchise in general what is your favourite franchise now we're defining franchises as films with four or more yeah four in, or more yeah, in no trilogies yet, please of course and that will be our top five for next week too alright let's get into last week's pod v pod 12 results where we battled Dave from the Super Movie Bros in a movie draft on Christmas adjacent films and just to recap We were Team 1, and we had Die Hard, Trading Places, LA Confidential, When Harry Met Sally, and Kiss Kiss, Bang Bang. And Dave had Gremlins, Lethal Weapon, Batman Returns, In Bruges, and Edward Scissorhands. So let's take a look at a couple of responses here. First one from the FYFC studio, Super Tough. IMDb Journey had Trading Places, which was a fantastic movie, but Super Movie Bros has Gremlins, so Super Movie Bros wins. From the Film Inquiry Podcast Network, this is brutal, but LA Confidential
1: puts the IMDb Journey over the top.
0: Hello, is it Lee you're looking for? Just has In Bruges, so I think we know where that vote went. Mm. Ryan L. Terry says, had
1: to vote... Super Movie Bros, because two of my favourites are on there, whereas I'm Debbie Journey has one favourite, even though it's a weighty favourite. Talking in
0: riddles there, Ryan. And another response here from Steve, Super Movie Bros, as I've seen all but one of them compared to IMDb, where all I've seen is Die Hard. Uh, Fair enough. So let's take a look at the results here. 58% to IMDb Journey. Yay! All right. (laughs) (laughs) That ends up putting us at a 1-1-1 tie once again. This is like the fourth one in a row. So... Ties. Is it really? Yeah, I think that we've just had a tie between Film Inquiry, Podcast Network, Shake and Not Nerd, Ghost of the Stratosphere, and now Super, Super Movie Bros. Wow. Yeah. So we went from like a six win, six win streak to yeah. four ties in a row. So I'll still hold my hat on the fact that we still have not lost a, a pod <laughs> v pod. And so for next week's guest, we're going to take a break. We're going to go back to old fashioned Daniel versus Dean. Dean versus Daniel. No, no, you said that wrong. (laughs) Okay, let's move into the start of our best 1950s film tournament. We've got 24 movies here. The top eight have already moved into the second round by default. Let's take a look at the other 16 in our first round matches. Our first match here is the Seventh Seal versus Dial M for Murder. Next up, we've got Singing in the Rain against the Knights of Kiberia. Next one up is Ikaru
1: versus Ben-Hur. I have not seen Ikaru, but I know what I will be voting for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next up, we've got Some Like It Hot against The Wages of Fear. Next match after that is On the Waterfront versus Wild Strawberries. We've got Rashimon versus Le Diabolique. The Bridge on the River Kwai against Tokyo Story is our seventh match. And
1: finally, we've got All About Eve against The
0: 400 Blows. All right, we'll put those matches up about 24 hours after we release the episode, and we look forward to seeing those results. So, what's next? All right, Dean, it's time to find out. Well, it's time for me to find out what our next movie is going to be. It is your turn, ironically, at the time of your birthday as well, which is the time I gave it to you last year. You gave it to me. I did give Could it to you last year for your that. birthday. Oh. All right, Dean, hit us, what movie is it going to be. So, for
1: this first one that I was choosing, I decided to go purely with something I wanted
0: to watch. Oh, how selfish of you.
1: Well, because there'll be some choices where they might be, I want you to rewatch them specifically. I know how I feel, but I want you to rewatch it. This one is purely—I would consider this my biggest movie-watching hole from the IMDb top. Oh, I know what it is. So I am going to finally sit down
0: and watch the highly rated "The Thing." Yep, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> All right, that's going to be a good one. I'm I'm going to enjoy that one. interested oh, to hear what I, you're going I to say. I hope I will. Yeah, I hope you do too. And that's going to can't be can't be any worse than Rocky. Yeah, <laughs> <Get> fuck, mate. <laughs> so that's going to do it for this week. A lot of fun talking about Rocky. If I do say so myself, it was fun. Funner yeah. than the movie. <laughs> right, gotta get that last jab in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's going to do it, listeners. Thank you very much. We'll be back next week for Pod v Pod thirteen. See you later, guys. Bye.